Welcome to the Dating Stories podcast. I'm B and I'm Joe. Together we have a lot of dating experience and we're not alone, so it's time to start sharing. In each episode, we invite real daters to tell us about their creepy, juicy, embarrassing, or simply epic true dating stories. Whether you're single, ready to mingle, or it's complicated, tune into the Dating Stories podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you cast your pots. Enjoy listening. Hello, everyone. We're back with a sixth episode. And we obviously also have a guest. It's Julie from Dina. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hello. I'm really fine. Excited about this episode. Great. Really looking forward to share my story. Yeah, I don't want to hype it up completely, but it's a bit of a different story. A bit of a controversial topic, maybe. So we're very grateful that Julie is happy to share her story today. Absolutely. Thanks, but maybe we can start finding out from you how you're currently in life. Yeah, I'm uh, single. I'm in dating time. So uh, meeting a new guy in two days from now. Ooh, interesting. First date? First date. But we have been speaking yeah. a lot and then uh, we even called. And that's Ooh. really nice. And was it a, a normal call or was it a video call? A normal call. Yeah, because I've been uh, picking that up here and there, that video call is getting uh, much more popular from the start to already quickly have a video call. Yeah, it helps getting an idea of who is really the person because you have the verbal and the non-verbal communication. It makes it more real already. Yeah, and did you have already a video call with someone you hadn't uh, dated before or were you just texting? Yeah, and uh, I ended up with him like for... Uh, one year, so ah, okay. it was a good, a good story. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never did that uh, when I was dating and uh, dating on dating apps, but I like the idea of indeed trying out a video call. Yeah, I think it has a bit to do also with these corona times that this is uh, trending yeah. more. For me, it was before corona, and I remember the first time he, he tried to video call me, I was just like, shit, 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 shit. what do I have to do? Do yeah. I have to answer? And I just didn't dare to answer, so I just didn't took the call, and then I, I was continuing to text with him, and I was like, how can I justify that I just didn't hang, hang I took the, the phone call, you know, because I'm texting with him, so I was like... I was on the toilet. I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I'm chatting from my computer. My my phone is in the other room. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't That's have a, a good webcam. Move. Hmm. <laughs> but okay, so I think Julie, the reason why we invited you was, as B already said, that you have a special story. So we are very curious to to listen to your honest and authentic story. Can you share a bit more with us? Yeah, of course. And I'm going to maybe summarize it quite quickly. I met a guy that was married and we actually dated for three years. So quite a long time. And maybe to put a little bit the context back, I was at that time in uh, Amsterdam. I was single and I just arrived in that city. So I felt kind of lonely. But on the other hand, I also knew that I was not going to stay there for long. So I was not in a long-term relationship mindset, I would say. So um, I decided to go on a dating app and I, I matched that guy <laughs> and we start talking and talking up until the moment we, uh, we met in a park. And I don't know, when, when I met him, I really felt something special, but that was not like a relationship. That was more like a partner, I would say, in my life. And actually, at that time, I was uh, working for a big company 
and he was too but the difference is that i was like really new in the in the big company and so he was actually like reflecting a lot on yeah you know this is what we call politics and this is this is how you have to understand things and so on was he then uh, older than you yeah he had like around 10 years he was around 10 years older than me yeah so he was already a long time in a, in a corporate job so was a little bit coaching you yeah actually it was funny so we dated for like three years and during the three years he was really coaching me on the on understanding the corporate world yeah um also helping me to keep my patience in this big company because everything is super slow and it takes like weeks to make a change and i was not understanding why so he was like coaching me a lot but then yeah obviously i'm not here to speak about my career <laughs> i was gonna say the only word that i remember is married not coaching yeah. or corporate <laughs> yeah it sounds like if he was married I mean, my first reflection would be the marriage wasn't going well, but maybe you can extend a bit about that. Yeah, so he was married and he, and he still actually, and he has two children. And yeah, actually when we met, he told me actually I'm married and I'm not looking for a long-term relationship and I never going to replace my wife because I'm in love with my wife. So I have no plans to replace my wife. Okay. And so... Did he tell you that on the first date or did he wait a bit before sharing this with you? No, he was quite direct from the start. And I think it really helped in setting the scene. He was like telling me that and he was also explaining why he was on the dating app. Because then obviously the first question is, why are you on a dating app where you are married and having two children? And he answered actually that, yes, yeah, sex was not what he expected from his marriage that he was looking for some fun, that he was looking for some experience. And actually, that was something that I was also looking for. But then obviously you are there in front of the guy and he's married, he has two children and you ask yourself, okay, what do I do? Yeah. And obviously, you now know that I, <laughs> I have been dating him for three years. And actually what happened in my, in my head at that time, and maybe I have to put back a little bit of context. At 15, my parents divorced. But I think this is quite common. Mm. But my grandparents are divorced and my over grandparents are divorced. So when you are 15 and you have all the generation before you that divorced, you just come to go to hey, love that doesn't exist. I'm never going to be married anyway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> then that's the teenage age, I would say. And then you get a little bit older and then you start reflecting about, okay, but What is important in a marriage? What is the elements that are making the couple? And at that time, I had actually two experiences. The first one, I was uh, with my boyfriend, really stable relationship. We were together like for eight or nine months. And I was spending a night out, partying with, uh, with friends and so on. And then I was sleeping at my best friend's house. And he was like, yeah, I would like to go out with you and I would like to date you and so on. And in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, I would like to. Um, I'm so in love with him. And yeah, I really would like to go out with him. But my answer was, no, you know, I have somebody. Yeah. And the day after, I felt really guilty, like I did something wrong. I was cheating on my boyfriend and it really felt uncomfortable. And then you mean so after that experience, 
where you actually didn't do anything. You just said like, hey, no, I, I don't want to date you. You still afterwards felt guilty for maybe thinking about it. Yeah, because, you know, I all my body and all my emotions and everything was going to the, towards that guy. And obviously yeah. I was not in, uh, I was more in love with him that, than with my boyfriend. And, and then a little bit later, I think it was like two years later or something, I was with my boyfriend and I was really in love with him. And then at a certain moment in time, I, I got really drunk. I don't know really how, but no, I, of course I know, but <laughs> yeah, a guy ended up in my, in my bed. But you know, I didn't have any feeling. It was just like the party that was like taking me uh, there. And the day after I, I told my, my boyfriend, yeah, you know, this, this happened last night, but I was not feeling anything for him. And he was really pissed off. We broke up and so on. But I couldn't feel myself guilty. I was like, I didn't put anything in there. And having those two experiences, I was starting to reflect about, okay, but what is cheating? Yeah. Is it better to go like for a one night stand? Or is it better to not go for a one night stand, but being really in love with the person that proposed it to you? And still today, I'm not sure what is the best answer. So when the guy, the married guy came to me and he said, yeah, I in love with my wife, but I'm just missing that sexual part and this gaming of the beginning of a relationship. I was reflecting and I was like, okay, first I'm not married. I'm not doing anything bad around me. Second of all, he is really honest. He doesn't want to go into a relationship and third, Maybe it's better for him to have this, I would say, this dating with me and that he keeps his marriage going on than to not have that and then to broke up because then you also broke a family. But of course, I think that you can't explain it without having this reflection. And I think that for most of us, we are looking at dating outside of the marriage like it's not good. But we never ask ourselves or we never question ourselves, is it really not good? Ask yourself, is really dating outside of a marriage only bad... Oh, you mean dating when you are married? Yeah, exactly. Is it only a bad thing? Because at the end, I really think that I saved his marriage. He told me that without that, he would have been gone. And then, okay. He would have left his wife He would if he wouldn't have had you during uh, those years. Yeah, exactly. And so... Of course, if you look at from our traditional perspective, it's not good. And people are going to judge and say to you, yeah, it's not good. And have you think at, at the wife and, and, and how bad she would feel if she learned it and so on? Yeah. And that would be a question for me indeed, because if you look at it, I'll ask you then to put yourself in the shoes of him, for example. Imagine that you're in a marriage that doesn't go well. Do you think that going for a sex relationship outside of your marriage is the best option? I don't know if it's the best option, but if it can save my marriage, I think I would be okay for that. And I'm always stating, you know, when a guy or a girl is going outside of a relationship to look what is wrong, it reveals something about your relationship. It reveals that you are not completely satisfied in your relationship. Yeah. Which means also that 
you are looking for something that is not in your relationship and you have actually two options or you are able to talk about it yeah. and they actually talked about it so he told his wife you know i'm not satisfied on a sexual level and i want this and this and that and and the wife answered of course i only have his point of view but the wife answered i'm satisfied and i don't want to explore and i don't want to do things and then you are a little bit blocked because if you can't find a way to get back to a satisfying situation then what do you do yeah you yeah. you sort of need to find a middle ground and if yeah if there's no compromise then it's it's difficult to get out of situation the thing that i was wondering is reflecting on would i do it to save my marriage is one thing but if you were the wife and you had a, a bad relationship or things were going wrong how would you feel if your husband would cheat to save the marriage it might appear really weird what i'm gonna state but i think we are in a relationship to be free so i'm in a relationship because i would like to be with the person the person doesn't owe me so when i'm in a relationship i'm always stating and <laughs> that's gonna be maybe weird but okay if you want to go outside go outside but please tell me so that we can talk about it because then we can understand where is the problem mm. or is it a problem so so it sounds like what you talk about is is an open relationship where you both agree that you can see people if you want to outside of your relationship but with prior notice or consent is that what i can understand no for me you are in a relationship because you want to be in a relationship, not because you want to own the person. And I think that this is super important for me to keep the person free. So obviously, if tomorrow I, ha I am with somebody and that he's going out and having sex with another uh, lady, yeah, I maybe will not feel at ease with it. But what I'm gonna do is to have a talk with him about, okay, but why did that happen? Is it because you are not satisfied with me? Is it because you were looking for an adventure? Why are you doing that? And I think that once you are having those kind of conversation and open conversation, then you can stay into a relationship, not because you are forced to stay in the relationship, but because you are free to stay and you are willing to stay. And I think that this makes your relationship way stronger. Yeah, but actually, so he, he didn't do that in his relationship, the guy you met and the guy that you were dating. No, it's, it, it was kept really secret. Yeah. What I know is that he talked about the fact that he was not satisfied yeah. from a sexual perspective. That's the first time I'm speaking about this, uh, this uh, story because, because actually that was one of the conditions. It, it was that this story needed to be secret. And that was really important for me also to not hurt the woman or to not hurt the couple because at the end I was there to save the couple and not to broke it. So if I was just like going to the wife or if it was known by the wife, I was not hitting the point. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the fact that it was all on the hush really secret? <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, it adds a little bit of um, spice, Islam, because you never know when when you are going to meet him because even when you have a date with him it might be cancelled at the really last moment because xyz with his wife or with his children or with something 
but then you are in this waiting time not knowing what is going to happen so it's it's adds a little bit of spice i would yeah. say yeah you, you were saying you were together for three years did you have any other dates sexual <laughs> encounters other than him those years um, actually, what is uh, really interesting is that so the condition for him was to keep the relationship secret and for me it was to keep my freedom. And not only was he respecting my freedom, but every time I was just like entering in a relationship because I even had a, a, a relationship that lasts for a couple of months, he was really like disappearing from my life because he didn't want to capture me into something that he knew he was not able to offer me. Interesting, yeah. So he was just like disappearing. And on the other hand, when it was finished and, you know, and I had my broken heart and like crying and, and all of that, he was really caring, taking care of me and making sure that I could recover. And even sometimes <laughs> after our dating story of three years, I was explaining about my relationship and then he was giving me advice. The guys are thinking differently than women. So he was even following me afterwards, but always without keeping me captured into something that was not possible. So he was not only your career advice, but also your... Love coach. <laughs> coach, in a way. It sounds a bit ironic to receive advice from a married guy who's cheating on his wife, doesn't it? <laughs> but I followed the situation and maybe one question that I have is, and definitely that last part that you just mentioned now, how did you manage then not to have feelings for him? Or did you at a certain point develop feelings for him and want maybe more than what you were getting? If you speak about love feelings, no, I never had love feeling for him. I had a lot of different emotions, but I never saw myself being in a couple with him. And I think that the main reason why it was so, it was because first we were just staying like friends. Second, it was clear as from the start that would never happen. And thirdly, I kind of switch on a button stating to myself, I can't do that. Because the moment I'm willing to be in a relationship with him, then I'm cheating on his wife. And that I don't want. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And maybe, in, and I'm, I'm realizing why even telling my story that from an outside perspective, it feels like really weird and, and not common. And But at that time, it just was all natural. Yeah, it felt like you were friends, actually, in a way. Because he was, yeah, then as you were saying, a bit protective even, coaching you on different levels, being there for you when you needed it. Yeah, he was really a friend and really a caring friend. You know, when we were dating, he was always doing the cooking. So that was a given. He yeah. was really, really caring. But maybe also because he was so caring, I was not projecting myself into a relationship with him because it was maybe a little bit too much. Too much, okay. Because the situation I once had, and I can also open up a little bit here, but at a certain point in life when I was uh, single, I had a fuck buddy. So <laughs> in the end, not more than that. A friend with benefits, but you can skip the friends part. <laughs> <laughs> A benefit. <laughs> a benefit <laughs> so I think you know what I mean. And that was for me also a little bit of an experiment. So we slept with each other, but I didn't want more because at the same thing as usually, I didn't see any, any match necessarily. And I wasn't really into getting involved with him. But at a certain moment in time, when you start 
sleeping with each other, I don't know what happens to me, but then there's something in my body that, or in my mind or whatever that starts reacting and I kind of start falling in love. Then I start just creating these emotions and it reminds me of another story where a friend of mine in Singapore told me the same thing. She said like, hey Joe, when you meet someone and you want to keep your distance, all goes fine as long as you're just, you know, dating and, and a little bit kissing and that's it. But as soon as you sleep with the guy, bam! It's like, yeah, something uh, is happening. Sense and and peace completely. Yeah, the common sense is gone and you start, yeah, something chemical happens. I don't know. So even if you want to, and I really try to, and I try to, you know, to just keep it to the sex part and that's it. But at a certain moment, I noticed that I was again starting to see something more in the guy. And that's when I said, okay, I have to stop this to just not make any mistakes so how come this happened to me? <laughs> how did you manage that? Uh, I wonder, Julie, definitely if he's so caring, if he's cooking for you, if he's there for you when you've got a broken heart, how can you stay rational? Um, while listening to your story, I was thinking, yeah, this happened to me as well. Mm. But not in that story. And I think that one of the elements of the story is that we sometimes was, were dating like three weeks in a row and then not dating like for the next three months or for the next four months and then obviously it's harder to project yourself into a relationship or to start developing feelings because then you have a chat relationship and yeah. i it's harder to develop i think emotions and feelings by chat uh, than when uh, when seeing somebody so i think that was helping us in in keeping the distance that was needed yeah 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 so just keeping the rhythm low <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think we were also reminding each other that we were not there to have a relationship. So um, okay. so I think that those two elements really help in not developing really emotions or feelings. But emotion definitely I had, but feelings not. Hmm. Why, why did you then end in the end? Why did you end the relationship? Mm, good question. <laughs> because I met a guy and we were having a longer relationship and then, you know, at a certain moment in time, when you go back to the guy like one year or one year and a half later... The flavor is not the same anymore. Yeah. And uh, I would not imagine myself with him in my bed anymore. And funny he, enough, he's not dating anyone anymore. So he's back to his, uh, his marriage and he's happy with his wife. Oh, he stopped seeing someone outside of his marriage then? Yes. What happens in his marriage, you think, to make that happen? But I think you know that when you are in a, in a couple, you have ups and downs. And I think they were in the dawn and it was not an easy time with the, the children that were young children. And then it was really heavy. And then now the children are older and they are getting more independent. They get back time for their couple. I think that when you are in a relationship where you can spend time with your love and develop that love, at a certain moment in time, you definitely go back to sex and then <laughs> and then actually the dating outside of the marriage is not it's not needed anymore yeah did you ever the two of you look back on it i'm now thinking in uh, agile terminology from work <laughs> like did you have a retro session with post-its <laughs> i'm sorry my mind is going different direction Post project uh, debrief <laughs> i was just really thinking like do you know how he looks back on this experience and then the second question will be of course what you how you look back on it we never really had a a, a looking back session <laughs> uh, <laughs> What I know is that at a certain moment in time, he was really angry 
against uh, his wife because his his wife was not present to listen to him and so on. And in a sense, I also coached him back to his relationship. And I, I know that he's really thankful for that because I know that now I'm not the confident anymore. She is. And what <laughs> did you mean? You coached him back to his uh, relationship, to his uh, marriage? As he was taking the man perspective into my stories, I was bringing the woman perspective into his stories. So I was also like, have you asked that? Or have you tried to understand what happened when that and that and that? And really like bringing an outside view into the relationship. And I think it helps to take a step back because when you are in the in a moment where you have young children, you are both working full time, you have all the social pressure because you are the family with the two kids, the dog and the, you know, Nutella family. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to succeed everywhere and so on. Then at a certain moment in time, I think it's sometimes hard to take a step back. And in a sense, being outside of their marriage, not knowing anybody can help being the one that is helping you taking a step back. Did you ever regret it, if you look back on it now? Or maybe another question, if you could rewind to that time, would you have walked out on the first date, in hindsight? I don't think so. And uh, <laughs> if I rewind before I met him, and you would have told me the story I just told you, I would have been like, huh? Mm, interesting yeah why are you doing that and what is it bringing to you and you know he never gonna leave his wife so why are you staying with the guy but he brought me so many things and i think i brought him so many things as well not only on a sexual level i would say even if it was really fun with him but i think we brought each other so many things that i do not regret it because i think that now we are all back to a stable situation him with his wife and me like looking for my love if you know a single guy <laughs> <laughs> and no i don't regret it and i also have like a, a rule in in my life is that never regret what you did learn from mm -hmm. it it's a good rule like yeah yeah and did it impact you in a way this those three years and if so how <laughs> definitely impact me because now you know i'm looking yeah. at the marriage with a different angle and you know there is a quote that i really love because it's like a young child asking his grandparents how did you do to stay together for so long and the grandmother is stating we lived in a time where we were not throwing the things away where they were broken we were repaying them and i think that this is actually what happened to that couple in a sense we are in a really black and white uh, society or you are together and you never cheat or everything is finished but it also means that you do not allow for a, a mistake for a moment of dawn for for life actually because we all have ups and downs, we have all difficult moments, but does that mean that you have to throw everything away, including your, the two children and the, you know, that's what I learned in that relationship. Yeah. How do you view relationships today yourself? Because I have the impression that now you are in a completely different situation than then. One of the reasons why you were able to stick in this relationship is because you knew at that time you didn't want a long-term relationship. Now, You're looking for yeah. a different thing in yeah, love I, and life. Yeah, at that time I was expat, you know. I also always knew that I wanted to grow up children in Belgium. And most probably in Dino, my uh, <laughs> hometown. <laughs> hometown. Your hometown, I'm jealous actually, because I love Dino. <laughs> yeah, it's a really beautiful city, right? It is, yeah. 
any tourists, any friends abroad, you should come and visit Dino in Belgium. It's awesome. It looks like Italy in the summer. In the summer, it looks like Italy. I have to say it the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but you were saying that it has always been your intention yeah, to, to have ki children in yeah, Belgium yeah, and not in... Uh, yeah, to, to, to grow up my children in, uh, in Belgium and uh, to create my family in Belgium. This is also something that maybe I can try is to say it's not because you enjoyed life at a certain moment in time and was having like more lighter relationship that you don't want at a certain moment in time to really go into the love of your life yeah things can change what is your biggest lesson learned from that relationship or from that experience and that's maybe a difficult question to only pick one but if you can reflect on it and i have the impression that it's the first time you freely talk about it so i'm pretty i'm actually happy that you're sharing it because i think it's also important for you to share about this very uh, yeah um, rich experience yeah. Yeah, it is actually the first time I'm sharing it because, as I said, it was really important to keep it secrets. And yeah, yeah. the reason why I decided to share it today is because yeah, I think that the guy is never going to listen to dating stories. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, but I hope not. <laughs> um, but I think my biggest lesson to learn is about the story I told about the grandmother stating actually a couple can go into different phases and not always easy phases. And maybe your husband or your wife is going to go outside and look for somebody else. But does that mean that you have to throw everything away? If at a certain moment in time, in that specific situation, the answer you find to that problem is to go outside and then come back and be even more in love with your wife. Why not? I mean, do you really need to throw everything away because a mistake happened? But is it a mistake then? I don't know. And then uh, <laughs> I'm not in the relationship, of course. But I think that what I have learned throughout those years is that actually don't look at things black or white. There is always a gray zone and try to understand what is the gray zone. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Building further on it, do you think he made a mistake looking back on it? Yeah, knowing the end, I, I would say no, because he's now back in his relationship and, and they are happy together. Um, am I pushing everybody to go outside their relationship to find an answer to their problem? Obviously not. Yeah. Do you have any advice to the listeners? Maybe people who are thinking, I'm in a similar situation, or what should I do, or how should I look at anything that pops up that might be similar? I would say, if you are in a similar situation, be true to yourself. If you are developing uh, feelings and you don't feel comfortable with that, then you have to, to make something out of it. If you are in, a, in this kind of relationship and you feel comfortable with that, and the guy feel comfortable with that, why not continue? And maybe that's my advice is to say, before going into a relationship with a married guy, ask yourself, is it okay for me? Because it really needs to be okay for you to be in that situation. Today, I wouldn't be okay to do it again. But at that time, I was ready to do it because, yeah, I was not looking for a long-term relationship. I was uh, having that connection with the guy I knew I would never <laughs> consider myself to be in a couple with him. So all the conditions were there. And most of all, he was really clear to me as from the start. He was really honest. It would have been more difficult for me, I think, if I would have 
discover it after a couple of dates because then yeah okay but you are cheating but you are not even telling me so what are you really looking for and that's indeed an important part in the story because i did have a friend who was dating a married guy and she knew about it but she really fell in love with him and she also wanted to get more out of the relationship and that's when it really got very difficult and the guy was also not very clear about it yeah he was potentially and probably also in doubt but i think that's the difference with what i hear between you and the guy if ever there was a moment that you doubted put you back with both of your feet on the ground and said no i we're not here for that we're here for something else yeah yeah he was tears from the start and i was also allowing myself when i i was feeling that we were dating too often or i didn't want it to date him to just say no so keep your freedom as well he's in a relationship he's never going to be in a relationship with you so allow you to keep your freedom to keep meeting people to keep dating actually to keep imagining that a true love story is possible for you because allowing you to think about that allows you also to not focus on the dating relationship you are in with the married guy another question a simple one maybe but is there a difference for you between having sex and making love how do you view that yes there is a difference <laughs> this is funny because um i don't like to make sex <laughs> i only like to make love um so in a sense it's really funny what i'm sitting here because i was doing love with him but for me sex is where you are not caring about the person in front of you and you are just doing your your sex uh, sexual act while mm. for me making love is more about about caring and for example f funny enough we sometimes met without having any sex because at the moment it happened i was just like okay I, actually tonight i don't feel it and then he was respecting it and so i think that's the difference between sex and making love because you are taking into consideration what is the other feeling at the moment it happens yeah And that's where it gets very difficult for me to imagine, uh, to be honest, because I'm going back to my story of my uh, friend with benefits without a friend part. <laughs> <laughs> where, yeah, as soon as you make love, yeah, that's when I start feeling, yeah, feeling and, and having a lot of difficulties. What you manage to do in a, a very rational way to that extent then is to keep uh, keep that distance and to continuously rationally say like okay but this there is no long term future for us you know in ancient greek or in old greek you had nine ways to say i love you and i think that between having sex and making love you have different flavor and i think that i was not making love like i'm doing love with the one that i i love and i share my life with but it was not having sex neither. And maybe we should invite like a middle way. And again, I'm coming back to the gray zone. <laughs> yeah. Not yes. like a white gray. I think that's the morale of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you very much, Julie, for sharing this very honest story. I heard you were a little bit nervous in the beginning and I now feel a lot of chillness. Relief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next to me. So... Uh, <laughs> I hope by sharing that it might also have helped you because I'm in a different stage now where I was when I initially heard about the story and what I'm feeling and hearing now. I get it and I get you and I'm happy about a happy ending. So thank you very much for, for sharing this very bold and authentic story. 
be when listening to Julie, what are your key takeaways or what is your key takeaway? Yeah, first, what I find very strong is that you you tend to say I was an expert. I didn't want a relationship, so I wasn't going there. What I learned in dating life is that sometimes you develop feelings that you didn't plan on having or you're not in a time that you think it's right, but they come. To me, feelings is not something you switch off in your head. And I don't condone cheating. I don't condone going out with a married guy. For me, it's run as fast as you can. If I ever find out that the guy is in a relationship or married, if he's involved with someone, I don't want to go there because I wouldn't want to be the wife, whether she finds out or not. To me, that's that's not the point. I'm always open. I find it very interesting. So I thank you for coming in on the episode. And I think the whole idea of our podcast, and I'm sure Joe would agree, is to open perspective and to have listeners listen to an episode and think, okay, that's interesting. Maybe I view dating life or love differently. What about you, Joe? Um, for me, it's like there is no black and white in this world. There is a lot of gray in this world. And you said it in a nice way, Julie, by saying there's nine ways of saying I love you in ancient Greek times. And you touched upon it when you said I had emotions, but I didn't have feelings. Or when you said there is different levels between making love and having sex. So there's a few times when it came back. So that's my big lesson learned. I definitely understand that you shouldn't take things too black and white. And in certain circumstances, this can work out, yes. And this can happen apparently without hurting others. That's because we're not living in a black and white world. So thank you very much for sharing. Cool. But thank you, Joe. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. We'll be back in two weeks. Joe, I'm wondering when we should start sharing our fat stories. Fat stories. I think it's time to start sharing me. So let's do that in... Uh, I think it might be in one of the next episodes. One of the upcoming we're episodes. We're getting a, a few questions from <laughs> friends. When are we hearing your stories? First but thing this that Julie asked us. <laughs> and two interesting and different not to, to have first, I thought. Yeah, good one. I would say... I love you both. I don't know in which of the nine ways. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We'll be back in two weeks. And one last time, thank you very much, Julie, for being here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Au revoir. Bye. If you liked this episode, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Dating Stories. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your friends. We'll see you in two weeks.